Hey friends, it's Ashley. Before we get started, I just wanted to tell you about the Patreon, which I hate talking about and I feel like I want to crawl into my sweater even bringing it up, but it's an important way that this podcast stays alive. Through big and small donations from listeners, we're able to bring you interesting and relevant stories about the coffee world. You can donate anywhere from a dollar a month to $25, and your donations are what keep this whole project going. We're going to be talking about the Patreon a little bit more in the coming weeks. So if you can, please consider donating by going to patreon.com slash bossbarista. If you've benefited at all from this show, especially if you're in a position of power, I urge you to consider making a donation. Okay, now on to the show. Hey friends, this is Boss Barista. I'm Ashley Rodriguez. What is it like being a working parent? Regardless of if you have children or not, I imagine most of you would say that it's not easy. Now, imagine what it's like to be a working parent in the service industry, where many folks make minimum wage, or considerations for working parents like paid parental leave or schedules that work around childcare are often seen as a nuisance. Hannah Craig is a barista in Louisville, Kentucky, and has a toddler named Luna. In this interview, we talked to Hannah about what it's been like being a working mother in the coffee industry. From having to fight for your job after taking parental leave, to demanding a space to pump, to being asked not to talk about her pregnancy, she's had to constantly work to make her voice heard. Hannah's stories, both at work and at industry events, speak for themselves. So if you own a business, I urge you to listen carefully to Hannah and start thinking about how you can make your workspace friendlier for all working parents. Hannah, can you tell me how you got into coffee? Yeah, my first coffee job was at Starbucks about six years ago. And then I had been drinking like specialty coffee the whole, probably like the course of those years I was at Starbucks. So I wanted something more. Um, And so I jumped into a third wave coffee shop and it was completely different from Starbucks, obviously, but it was also a really great experience. And I think I had started my first drink of a specialty coffee was at a farmer's market that I had just was wandering about. And there was a third wave coffee shop there giving out samples. And that was like my first, I think it was like an Ethiopian. It was like my first specialty coffee I ever had. (laughs) Luna's going for, for the microphone, your baby. Yes. For everyone who's listening. Um, can you talk a little bit about your baby? Yes, I would love to. She's a year and a half, um, and she's like the coolest person ever. She, I competed USBC um, my first trimester when I was pregnant, and she's like really going for that mic. <laughs> um, and it like I was so sick during that competition, which no one knew I was pregnant the first time in nationals. I like announced my pregnancy on stage, but when I was at regionals, it was I was like so sick. My coach tried all my coffee. I never. I gave it coffee for probably six months because I was so sick. Um, but my palate was like incredible and like super developed. I tasted like so many crazy things. Um, but yeah, so she's, I mean, she's a toddler. She does the coolest things ever. And she's like, I mean, I mean, she's amazing. What's one of the cool things she's done recently? Oh man. She loves to paint. So, I mean, I think that's cool. 
That is pretty cool. Um, she runs. She just started running, which is like really cute to see a baby run. It's the most precious thing ever. She to give perspective to your listeners, she has no hair, so <laughs> she kind of looks like a baby that runs. She's but she's a year and a half old and has no hair and giant eyelashes. So she's she's a delight to watch. She always looks very curious. That too. Yeah. When did you first like realize that you had to tell somebody at work that you were pregnant? Yeah, so I was working behind bar with two dudes, and one of them, he didn't mean it, but one of them had thrown a milk jug at me, and it hit my stomach, and I was like, oh, like, you know, that's, I have something to tell you, and I remember feeling, like, pretty anxious about it, because I worked at the time in a shop that was, like, predominantly men, and I just felt nervous, because, I mean, you're telling someone you're pregnant, like, that's a big deal, Um, and I had just told him, and he, I mean, he felt terrible, but it was also, like, a moment of oh, this is like, I can feel it changing. Like I can feel my relationships with my coworkers changing because I, I am more of a burden to them. I, th- I think that's what it felt like because I was the first one in the company, um, female, to get pregnant. So that was also like in 10 years they hadn't had a pregnant barista. So like what, what happened once you told like management? Like was there like a plan for you or... Did anyone have any idea what no. to do? No, there was no maternity policy in place. Um, there, we were like on insurance, and there was like a disability check that I qualified for, but there was no like time off. There was no um, break policy established, which you know when you're pregnant, you're not wanting to be on your feet all day. And so I think like being in the coffee industry in general, like being on your feet all day is hard for a normal per- person. So when you're carrying a child, it's a lot more on your body and it's a lot more taxing. (laughs) Luna's just like playing with the mic again. Um, so I think it was, yeah, it was a transition for everyone. Um, yeah. Did, did anything get developed kind of as you were, as like people were trying to figure things out? Was there any like conversation about like, okay, let's do this or how can Um, we accommodate you? My manager at the time, he was like, you know, we could put a chair out for you, but like nothing, like no special treatment. Um, which was disappointing. I think, like, I didn't want special treatment. I think I just wanted to be acknowledged that, like, I'm pregnant. This is good for your company. This is good for the industry. Um, but no, there's also no, like, I told them. So legally, I have three. I had three months before they could like fire me. So that's um, like what the state gives you. Uh, and that was pretty disappointing. Like, they were supportive of it, but it was disappointing that I can only take off that much time, um, and I didn't get any pay at all. And did you, you didn't go back there, right? I went back for like part-time. Uh-huh. And that was hard because I am breastfeeding, so I needed to have a pumping station. And that was also a really difficult conversation that I was having with all men. Um, and the thing is like, no shade on them. They had never been in that position. None of them had children. So, well, one of the managers had a child. But they just didn't really get what I needed. One of them had said like, oh, you can pump in the walk-in freezer. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, what if someone comes in? There's no lock. Right. Um, and eventually I was able to like build my own space out for a pumping room, but it took a lot of time. I mean, it took, I was working as a mom before I even had a place to pump. And so that was hard because I was like, trying to, you know, I'm not going to go pump in the bathroom. That's disgusting. And we're in the city, so I know what people do in our bathrooms. It's gross. Um, So (laughs) eventually we got a spot, but then it was a fight for, they would, (laughs) 
okay. <laughs> they would schedule me with new people, and I would say, like, I have to go pump. But then they, those baristas would be knocking on my door and just saying, you know, hey, we need you back out here. And it was, it was frustrating because I felt like I wasn't being supported by our staff. And um, <laughs> Luna's just saying to me things. And that she wants was, to give you presents. Yes, she does. Thank you, baby. Um, it's all trash, actually. <laughs> but yeah, so that was difficult because I didn't feel supported because I was having to like stop in the middle of break, like pumping and like go back downstairs and go jump on bar. And, you know, when you're a new mom, you just produce a lot of milk and you're constantly dripping milk. And that was like, there were some times where my body would just hurt because I had to get the milk out. <laughs> right. But I couldn't because I would be working with new baristas who can't be on bar by themselves. So that caused conflict with management. Um, and I think eventually that was the reason that I started to step back even more because it just I just didn't feel supported. The place that you work now, uh, I talked to Sarah, one of uh, the folks that you work with, and she mentioned that that was something that they considered pretty heavily. It was like, how do we yeah. accommodate for working moms? So can you talk a little bit about how yeah. Full Stop? So they, um, we... She, I came on a year before we even opened. And that was like the conversation um, was, okay, what can we do for a pump area? And so I told them everything. I was like, yeah, I need a table somewhere with a plug-in and somewhere to sit down and somewhere that's clean. Um, and they, they did that. It's in one of the bathrooms, but it's a very clean space. Um, and it's exactly what I asked for. And there are, I'll tell my coworkers, like, you know, so after a year, you don't get, Legally, you don't get um, time off to go pump in the workspace, but they still give it to me. So my daughter's a year and a half old, and they still are like, you need to go pump, like, go take a 15-minute break. And that is so, I mean, like, that even of itself, like, legally, they're not bound to that, but the fact that they still do that is, um, <laughs> sorry, Luna just had a sharp object in her hand. <laughs> um, she's is, got the phone now. She's got a text. Yeah, she's going she's gonna to text all her homies. Um, that was huge because that was not my experience at where I previously worked. And the owner and our, uh, head manager, Sarah, were really adamant about getting that space because it's not just me that's working for the company, but it's showing like other mothers, like, Hey, like we are supporting what you are, what you want to, like you want to be in coffee. So we're supporting you and not only in coffee, but also as a mother. And I think that was so huge for me because I had never experienced that, um, and even when I was doing USBC as a pregnant woman, I did feel a level of like, um, like almost feeling like I should be out of the club because I was not a, a single hot barista anymore. I was a mom and that changed people's perspective, I think, in the coffee industry. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned like not only not only did you face work like obstacles at work with like just having physical space to do the things that you needed to do, but like that also changes the perception of how people see you. Like you're yeah. not this like young hot barista yeah. um, in the eyes of like coffee bros. So like yeah. did people's attitudes change towards you? Yes. Um, so when I did Knoxville uh, USBC qualifiers, this was 2017. Yeah, 2017. I was like, I don't know how to explain. You know, you're like in with the crowd. You know, you get what I mean. You're yeah. like, like people are excited to be with yes, you yes. and try coffee with you. Exactly. And I did well. So it was like, I placed ninth and that was my first time. And so it was like, oh, you're an exciting new barista that we are just like in love with. And then I went to nationals. I wasn't showing. So no one knew I was pregnant. I was four months pregnant. And from the stage, I announced it. And I just, people stopped talking to me. Um, and a lot of more dudes. 
And that was like really disappointing. My coach at the time, he was a, uh, a man and he was awesome, but he started notice, noticing it right away. Like the dudes would just, I mean, obviously stop offering me drinks. They would also just not be interested in what I had to say about coffee. Um, before I announced my pregnancy, I was backstage and like trying the sig mm-hmm. bevs with some of the more like noteworthy men in the coffee industry. <laughs> <laughs> and there was just none of that after I announced my pregnancy. And I think it was one of those things of like, oh, she's not relevant anymore. She's just a mom. Right. And that, and she'll probably step out of coffee. And I think it felt extremely discouraging. I mean, it did feel ex- discouraging. Um, and it was hard because I, I was really excited what I was doing. Um, and I mean, you were there during that year. All the people that went on were dudes. Oh, yeah. It was also disappointing. Um, because there were some really great women who were in that competition that year. Um, and it just felt, I just felt like a burden suddenly, but also like you're out of the club. Right. You know. What, like, how has, like, your professional relationship with coffee changed after being a mom? Because I feel like that's something that yeah. no one really talks about. Like, how do we make careers for yeah. for families, specifically for... Moms. Moms, because yeah. it, I would imagine that there were men who probably had kids at your company before, and yes. it was yeah. not that hard for them. Not at all. Um, I know what I want, so that's the thing. I think for me, I'm not going to just... Before I think I was pregnant, I was more willing to go with the flow and just go with what people recommended or what I was told. But now it's like, no, like I also, like my husband works, but I also work. So we support our family together. Like we're equal in that. And I also want to show my daughter that I want to, eventually if she wants to get into the coffee industry, like I want to show her that it is, (laughs) you line them all up. (laughs) Um, like I want to show her that it's full of like badass barista women who are like killing it, you know, but I think what I want is I'm not afraid to ask for things. Like when we were, when I worked, was coming on for full stop, I had the conversation about the pump area and I wasn't afraid to ask for that. I think before any, before I was even pregnant, it would just be intimidating asking for something that would meet my specific needs. Um, but I also think that women mothers enjoy coffee and just because you have a kid does not make you any less um adequate to be in coffee does not make you any less serious about coffee but i think in actuality it makes you a lot more for me personally has made me a lot more serious about the coffee that i'm taking in um because i don't want to waste my time with what i'm doing i love my child and I want to spend every ounce of my time with her, but I have to work. So what I'm working in, I want it to be good and I want it to be worth it. I don't just want to work a really shitty job and spend my time away from my daughter, but it has to be worth it for me. And I think like that in the coffee industry, if they could just see the mothers who are in it and respect their opinion and respect them more and see that like they're there and they're serious because they're spending time away from their kids. And not everyone maybe would like me, not maybe everyone wants to spend all their time with their kid, but I have a pretty good one, so I want to see her all the time. <laughs> um, but I think like just being there and supporting them. You know, I think when I was breastfeeding Luna when she was probably six months old, um, I was sitting in the former cafe that I was working in. My boss came up to me and he said, do you think that's really appropriate for you to be breastfeeding in the cafe? Um, don't you think that might make some people uncomfortable? And that was a really, like, 
he's a single dude. I understand, like, he doesn't understand. He doesn't know what I'm going through. Oh, what's up, Luna? <laughs> yeah, this story makes you sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he came up to me and he said, do you think... Uh, so my boss had come up to me and he was like, do you think that's the most appropriate thing to, like, breastfeed in the cafe? Mm-hmm. He's like, do you want to go to the bathroom? I could put a chair in there for you. And I know his intentions were, like, from a good heart, but for me it felt... I mean, it was really inappropriate. Um, it's my right to breastfeed wherever I want. Right. And it's not inappropriate. It's a, it's normal. Right. Um, and I think that that was, like, so discouraging. And it was so... I know. Poor baby. Um, frustrating because I, wasn't on sh- I was not on shift, first of all. I was on my own time in the cafe trying to enjoy coffee with my daughter. And that... Like, asking me to leave because other people might feel uncomfortable. Like, they can come talk to me if they're uncomfortable. Um, but I think he just was kind of uncomfortable with the idea of it. And so it was super frustrating. And I think for the coffee industry at large, like, we're so – we want to be so accepting. Like, people put that out there, like, oh, coffee for all, equality for all. But where does that fall in for mothers and for children? You know, where are the cafes putting... I know so many cafes that don't have a changing space. And parents have every right to drink coffee just as much as single people do. Um, And that's, like, so discouraging to see because my child and and me are customers. We're paying customers, so we are allowed to be in that space. Um, Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Have you, like, noticed hostility towards you, like, when you bring your daughter in? Yes. Yes. I went to a really noteworthy shop in Colorado, and the baristas saw me with my daughter. I was holding her. She was seven months old. um, And they asked me, they're like, are you staying? And they looked at my daughter. And I was like, yeah, we're going to sit for a bit. And the barista rolled their eyes. And it was like, that's really terrible hospitality. That's not even, like, I mean, you wouldn't do that to two dudes that brought in their podcasting stuff and sat on your table and started doing that, you know? Um, and so it feels very inconvenient, I think, to be a mother in the coffee industry. It feels like you, your kid's just going to get all over the place. Um, if you start breastfeeding in public, it's going to make people uncomfortable, so you probably shouldn't do that. And it's just, there's just a lot of shame, you know? And it's hard. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you talk so, like, confidently about, like, your, like, not necessarily, like, your right to, like, you obviously have a right to be wherever yeah. you want, but, like, you speak so, like, like, without abandon, like, where does that come from? I think it's just the badassness you get when you become a mom. That's because fair. Because your kid is, like, the most important thing ever. And I think it has taken a lot of time. I, I'm definitely um, in with a bunch of people who are very encouraging and who are very uh, pro-breastfeeding and pro-motherhood and pro-coffee. And I think, like, for that has really added to it. Like, my community of support has really added to the confidence that I, that I have with it. Um, and I think also like, I know I make good coffee, you know, I, I am not, um, afraid of people's comments because I've heard them so often that I've learned to, I think it also is just getting older. That's true. Um, <laughs> I have learned what is helpful comments and what are not helpful comments. Um, and when I was pregnant, it was really hard because people, I mean, would just be really awful. And that's like... You know, when you've been in the, co- I've been in the coffee industry for six years now. Um, you want it to get better and you want it to be better. But when you've been, f- I think like bullied so many times with like 
something that is so beautiful and good. Like, pregnancy is beautiful and good. And when people would bully you for that, like, that's just discouraging. And so when I had her, it was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. I'm going to fight for it. And I think that that was a change for me, too, was I saw her and I gave birth to her. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to f- make this a better place for you. And that that's true. I mean, for the coffee industry at large, it's like, I want her to feel comfortable being a woman in the coffee industry one day whether she is a customer or employee, like I want her to be able to walk in and to feel confident that like that space is going to cater to her needs and like be okay with her just hanging out there. Even when we, so we had breakfast at full stop this morning and it occurred to me that, you know, Luna sat in like a high chair and I was like, I haven't seen a high chair in a coffee shop maybe ever. Yeah. That was my idea. Well, yeah, obviously, but like, it's so it's just so interesting that like moms are not considered in a lot of these conversations because it's yeah. like almost everybody makes babies at some point. Not everybody, yeah, right. but like that's a, like a very natural part of yeah. a lot of people's lives and it's just like ignored because yeah. visibly mostly the folks who are caretakers usually non cishet men right. um are like not seen as often. Yeah. So like do you think that that will start changing? Like as more, like as our industry gets older, like there are I more people so. with babies right, and there yeah. are more people. I hope so. I think, and I love seeing like women who are pregnant competing. I think that's so good for the coffee industry. Um, I think seeing parents competing and like parents opening shops, like that's so good because it's creating, I, to be honest for me, like it creates a more hospitable space because you are allowing in all people. And children sometimes can be really inconvenient to baristas. Like, I've seen it firsthand where I've worked um, in the past. And, and that was, like, you children have rights, too. You can't throw shade at them. Like, they're paying customers as well. And so I think, for me, I want to see it. I think it can get better. I think, the you're right, the older the coffee industry gets, like, the more, hopefully, welcoming and um, hospitable they'll become. But I think it also just, like, for me, it's like, okay, it starts with me. Like, how am I treating the people that are coming in with children? How am I making, like, mothers feel comfortable in our space? Um, and once a month, we have a, actually at Full Stop, we have a mom's group that, like, meets there. And they have, like, probably, like, five kids that come. And, I mean, they're loud, but, like, so are, is everyone else, you know? And that's, like, I think just realizing the fact that equality for all, and that includes, like, little people. Right. Um, because every coffee shop you go to, like, I love animals, I love dogs, but they always have a water bowl out for dogs, and, you know, they'll have treats for dogs, but how are you create catering to, like, parents and their children? There are some cafes that have books for little children, or, like, a. have seen one cafe, actually, in Denver that had, like, a little baby espresso machine for children. Oh, that's sweet. It was, yeah, it was super rad, and I think, for me, that's like, oh, man, I love this space. It doesn't, I mean, even if your coffee tasted terrible, like you're catering to me and my child's needs and that's awesome. And that I think helps people to see more like to step back and have a bigger perspective on their customer basis and how they're welcoming in everyone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting cause it's like, it's so many different levels that we don't think about parents and children, right. like not just as like working parents, but also as customers. And I wonder like, how do you make your schedule work? Like, yeah. are people very accommodating to you yeah. or like, how do you, like, how do you balance like taking care of a child and like having a full-time job that's like often yeah. shifted and often unpredictable? Yeah. I mean, I guess we're still making it work. I think the nice thing about full stop is we make our own schedule. So my coworkers have been extremely accommodating with that. Uh, that's been 
a surprise because where I worked in the past, um, they weren't as accommodating and there was a struggle for like, well, you know, everyone asked for time off, so you, you're not always going to get it right away. And I understand that. But I think like being able to work with me on my schedule is one thing versus just being mean about it because you feel inconvenienced by the fact that I have a child. So I think that, um, yeah, for at full stop, it's been nice because I've been able to make my schedule. And therefore, her schedule is like the same as mine, which has been nice. That's great. Yeah. Is there anything else you want people to know about you or about being a mom and coffee? Um, yeah, I think just like don't underestimate moms and coffee. Like when I was pregnant, I think I told you this, my palate was off the charts. You told me a story about being a G&B that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, so I, uh, I went to uh, go get a tiger when I was at, in LA. And I met with Charles Babinski and he was just there and we were hanging out and he was like, oh, I, I just have to like tell you about like the fact that like, he's like, coffee is great, but like my child and my family is like first. And like my, my he's like, my daughter is way more important than the, this coffee, which is great. Like coffee is awesome and it brings people together. Um, it just was this cool like moment of like connection of, and it was so encouraging for me because I was like super sick, really pregnant. And it felt, um, it's like, oh, you su- you're supporting me. Like, you're a pretty well-known man in coffee. And, like, you are supporting me. And I was, like, at that time, like, quote, unquote, nobody. I think I still am. But, you know, at that time, like, no one knew me in the coffee industry. And that was, like, super, that was a big deal for me because they were just, like, so hospitable. And they, yeah, it was awesome. I think another cool thing that happened when I was competing, I... So I was pregnant and we were roasting our coffee and I actually was able to identify a defect in our coffee because of the fact that my palate was like way stronger and we, and our roaster ended up changing some things and it made everything so much better. And we even like were able, because I was pregnant and my palate was like insane, we were able to like tweak our water, which was, I mean, to be honest, my palate now, it's like, yeah, I could taste the differences in water, but to be able to taste something that's like affecting my coffee and our extraction on the machine was like insane. So I think don't underestimate women. And, and like, don't underestimate pregnant women because they're badass and that's awesome. So yeah. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, thank you. Boss Barista is made by me, Ashley Rodriguez, in collaboration with Good Beer Hunting, which is an industry-leading design studio, editorial platform, and podcast examining all the ways we look at the things that we eat and drink. You can check out more at goodbeerhunting.com. Seriously, their stories are incredible. My favorite series right now is the Humanity and Hospitality series that they've been running for the past couple of months, examining different ways that we look at people in the service industry. Special thanks to Jesse Raub and Jordan Stalling. Also special thanks to our music contributors, the band Lost in the Sun. You've made this podcast sound incredible. I'm just looking for a better